and fourth and fifth and sixth. Y'all know that. Amen. Hallelujah. So it is finished. That means that those words provided salvation for you and me, healing for everybody who trust in the name of Jesus. See, his name gives you, um, that name of Jesus gives you divine protection. It brings health to your bones. Amen. That name, the name of Jesus says so much. The name of Jesus is, is, is it carries more weight than any name. Like cancer. Amen. Like uh, whatever it is, these diseases, I don't try to keep up with them anymore. But whatever the name, and they come out with new names every day. Amen. You know, we used to just get a headache when I was a kid. Now that's, that's a name. Minus, Globa, you know, whatever. They have names for everything, new names for all of these uh, small diseases because that's how the devil does. The devil label, labels things so he can get you caught up. In something that you that's hard to get out of, amen. He gets you caught up in a title because you know for yourself that everybody is okay when they go to the doctor's office, but when they give that thing a name, you got this. Then you caught up in a title and caught up in a name, and then not only do you have to fight the disease, you got to fight the name. You have to fight that title, but it is finished. We have to remember that Jesus finished. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. So he has finished everything that will attack you. Amen. Everything that can attack you. He has finished it. He has paid the ransom so that you can get healed. Amen. And you don't have to have cancer. You don't have to have diabetes. You don't have to have multiple sclerosis or whatever it is that the devil label you with. Because those sentences come from devils, not from man. Amen. You know, it still comes from Satan. And so when Jesus finished his work at Calvary, he slayed the devil. And he slayed sickness and disease. Amen. He killed, he annihilated it. And he nailed it to the cross with everything else. He nailed it to the cross. Everything that can ever attack you has been nailed to the cross. Hallelujah. That's good news. Amen. Hallelujah. So we go free. We go free of sickness, disease, poverty. Every, you know, God doesn't like poverty. He, he, this is not his plan. His divine design for his people is to be rich, amen, and have abundance. Everything that you have, he wants you to have it more abundantly, amen. So when Christ uttered these words, it meant that he had bore the sins of the world, the whole world, amen. And the penalty of sin for every human being who has ever lived or whoever will live, whoever's coming into this world when we're long gone, those that came before us and have gone on, he died for them too. There's nobody that can will ever be born that Jesus didn't die for. Amen. So it is finished. He finished the work. He finished and he put his seal of approval on your life. Amen. Hallelujah. And he said, this one goes free. This one is okay. And you aren't, aren't, isn't that good news? Hallelujah. Everybody ought to be happy because everybody sins. Amen. Hallelujah. It is finished. 
are the most powerful words ever spoken. And they have given us divine healing. Those words, it is finished, has given us eternal life. Amen. So why don't we go to book of John, verse uh, 19. Hallelujah. It is finished. And that means it's done. It's a finished and complete work that Jesus did for you personally. Not just for us as a whole, but if you had been the only person in this world, he would have died just for you. Amen. He did it for you. And he did it for me. Hallelujah. And so it is finished. That means that he doesn't have to do anything else to prepare you for heaven. He doesn't have to do anything else. Amen. Hallelujah. All the work is left to us. He's done everything. All we have to do is open up our hearts and receive him. Hallelujah. So in John 19, verse 28, it says, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished. See, with that thing when it says, it is finished, that means all things were accomplished. That the scripture might be fulfilled. He said, I thirst. And now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there. And they filled a sponge with sour wine. In some Bibles it says vinegar. How would you like to be thirsty and somebody give you a sponge full of vinegar to put on your mouth? That's what they did for Jesus. That's what he did for you and me. Amen. Most of us would be whining because we whine about the least little thing we have to do for God. Amen. We would not. See, that's why we know that he was the perfect sacrifice, because we don't fit the bill. We complain too much about everything. Amen. So it says here he put it put on his sop and put it to his mouth. Amen. It was sour wine is vinegar. Verse 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. Amen. In other words, all things have been accomplished. Hallelujah. And it says, and then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Hallelujah. Or he gave up the ghost. So how can one man pay for the sins of the entire world? How is this? This is what confused the, the religious people in the church. Amen. And I think in some denominations, they're still confused. Well, how can one? And who said, you know, the Jews, did, they didn't even receive what he did because they said who is this man he's just a prophet how can he die for the sins of the world who chose him to die for the sins what makes him qualified to die for our sins amen one man how can one man pay for the entire sins of the world because he he was no ordinary man amen he was the lamb of god he's no ordinary man that's how he did it Hallelujah. So we need to consider who Jesus really is. We need to consider who he is. The Bible says that in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word is God. So Jesus was the Word. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to John. Back up to John 1.1. In the beginning, the Word was with God. And Jesus was the Word. John 1, verse 1. He died for you and me because he loved us so much. That's good news. In John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, 
and the word was with God and the word was God. Now Jesus and God is one. Jesus is the word. Amen. That's why his his name is above every name. Amen. That's why when you pray, you pray in his name. You bind the devil in the name of Jesus and you get results. Amen. Hallelujah. You can't use that uh, the name of Allah or anybody else and get results. But the name of Jesus will always get you results. Amen. Hallelujah. You get in trouble, you cry out to him. It says in verse 2, he was in the beginning with God. He was in the beginning with God. Number 3, it says, and all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. I'll say that again. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Talking about Jesus. Because his name is life. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. And this man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. We're talking about John the Baptist. And he proclaimed and he pronounced and he prepared the way for Jesus to come. Amen. And he said that the kingdom of God is at hand. And he knew that there would be a showdown with Jesus and the devil. Amen. And that's why the kingdom of God was at hand. Hallelujah. And in verse 8 it says, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. In other words, John the Baptist was sent before Jesus to bear witness that Jesus would come. Hallelujah. It says that in verse 9, that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. Hallelujah. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. And people still don't know him. Amen. Verse 11, he came to his, uh, he came to his own. And his own did not receive him. But as many as received him to them, he gave the the right to become children of God. To those who believed in his name. So in other words, when you believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved and your house. Hallelujah. That's good news. Look, if you, you are saved, your whole household will get saved. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the first one. If you keep believing, it says to believe on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Amen. And your household shall be saved. You'll lead them in one by one. They'll look at your life. As long as you don't compromise, they'll look at your life and they'll want what you have. But if you compromise, then you blow the whole thing. You blow the plan of God. But the good thing about God, he'll always give you another chance. Amen. To get it right. Hallelujah. He'll pick you up. And he'll start you right over, right where you are, because he loves you, and he wants to save your whole household. Amen. There's nothing too bad that God can't fix. Remember that. Hallelujah. And so in 13 it says, Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. He was born of God. He says, I am not born after my mother or father. I'm not born. That's what it means, not of flesh. 
He was not born of a flesh and blood man. He was born of God. Amen. Hallelujah. 14, it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's when Jesus walked on the earth as mere man. It says, um, and we beheld his glory. The glory as all of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So when Jesus came to this earth, he walked as a man full of grace and truth. And that's why he was disliked. You know, you'll have trouble if you stand for truth on this earth. People won't like you. And they won't like you. And they don't realize that there's something on the inside of them don't click with what's on the inside of you. Amen? And it's the spirit of truth, the spirit of might and power. That's what Jesus had. And that's why he had so many problems on this earth. But he prevailed. Amen? Hallelujah. He prevailed in all things. Verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. See, and when you talk like that in parables, the religious get confused. It says, and of his fullness, we have all received, and grace for grace. Hallelujah. It says, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Amen. Moses represented the law. You know, he told you what you could do, what you couldn't do when you was messing up. But Jesus came with grace, amen, to uh, enable us to follow the footsteps of Jesus Christ, amen. He enabled us by the washing of the water of the word, washing us clean, amen. Hallelujah. There was grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. In verse 18, it says, No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, who is the bosom of the Father. Amen. He is who is in the bosom of the Father. He has declared him. So God has declared his Son, Jesus Christ. So it is Jesus Christ, the one who hung on Calvary's cross. He also, he's also the one who has who was there in the beginning when the heavens and the earth were made. So why did he come 33 when he was 33 years old? He was prepared for his ministry. Amen. He had to walk this earth and be obedient and stay under the direction and under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to learn his ministry. If Jesus had to learn his ministry, can you only imagine what we have to do? Amen. Man, this is why we could pay. We we could pay the price. This is why he could only pay the price for our sins. Because he he met every every quota. He met every measurement. He did everything right. He fulfilled every law. Everything that the Father put before him, he did. He didn't try to slide out and get out there before he was ordained to do it. Or anointed. He had to wait for his anointing. Do you know Jesus had to wait for his anointing? Amen. And he, he went out there when it was his time. Amen. Not before. Because he had things that was in his uh, lifetime that he had to do. Amen. 
Let's go to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1 verse 7. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Amen. We have the forgiveness of of his sin. We've been redeemed, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Amen. In other words, every plan and all all plans and purposes of God were brought through Jesus Christ. And it caused him to abound in us and cause us to have wisdom and prudence. Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Now, what was his good pleasure? To be merciful and have merciful intentions toward us. Everything you think about that God is, he's good, he's forgiving, he loves us. You can't mess up too bad for God. Amen? Hallelujah. Verse 10, and that's good news. That Verse 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one. Hallelujah. All things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth. Everything on earth and in heaven is in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things, according to the counsel of his will. Or in other words, God works all things according to his desire. The secrets of his will is upon God, not us. Amen? When we step out and we do things and we say it's God, it's not always God. Because he does things and he sets things up for his people, his called and his elect, according to his will and his purpose. I just read that. Amen. Can't be both ways. Hallelujah. Praise God. And you know what? This is so good because he keeps us out of trouble. Amen. Because he has provision. We don't have that all the time. He'll give it to us if we ask him and if we stay close to him. He'll give us provision. So he sees things ahead of time. Amen. According to his will and his desire. Verse 12. That we who trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted. Wait a minute. In him you also trusted. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel, hallelujah, after you heard the gospel, you started to trust. So forgiveness of sins comes only one way, through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what this, we're summing it up. That blood that was shed on Calvary. So it was finished. Amen. Our sickness have been done away with. By the supreme sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, disease and poverty had to go. It couldn't stick around. Amen. Hallelujah. Mankind should be exceedingly glad that Jesus spoke the words, it is finished. Because they signify that we have been redeemed. Hallelujah. And we don't have to bear the burden of sin. 
We don't have to bear the burden of sickness and poverty anymore. The work of Jesus on the earth is a finished work. Why? Because we are redeemed. That word redeemed means bought back, purchased. The ransom has been paid. We are redeemed. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't we listen to Ron Cannoli singing about redemption. Hallelujah. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus, for redeeming me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Sweet liberty. God has called us by name. Cleanse us in righteousness. And remove all our shame. To his precious blood. Jesus has outside of love. Hallelujah. The great and the small. Covers it all. We're redeemed. We're you did wrong last night has been paid for the ransom has been paid the price is right amen hallelujah you can walk free of whatever it is that you did wrong let's go to galatians 3 13 praise god it's easter y'all <laughs> Woo. thank you jesus for dying for me 
Amen. Nobody else could have paid that price. Nobody but Jesus. There's nothing too hard for him. If you have problems in your life, don't give up. If you want things to change, you got to think differently. You keep thinking it won't change, it won't. But if you think maybe there's a chance that Jesus can help you, then he will. Amen. Got to think different. Galatians 3.13. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Amen. No curse. So curse don't follow you. When you hear somebody say, well, I got emphysema, mama had it, and daddy had it, that's not true. Amen. It's not true. It, you know, it, they have it in their lives because they're saying it out of their mouth. So as a man think, if so he is. You can have whatsoever you say. That's why you got the disease. <laughs> Hallelujah. And see, we do that not knowing. I did it too. You know, I thought because my mother had this or that, thank God he taught me. You don't have to have, and she didn't have to live like that. And we would go and lay hands on her, bind the devil, and dare him to mess with her. And she had a lot of illnesses toward the end of her life. But you know what? She died in peace. When she died, she didn't have nothing. Amen. But peace. And I just thank God. She made the choice to go on and be with the Lord. She could have lived. Amen. People, see, we don't ever know. We always say, well, why did that happen? You don't know until you get there. Amen. You never know. But what we have to go by is the promises of God. And the Bible says that every promise in this Bible is yes and amen. When you say, God, will you heal me? He says, yes. Will you forgive me? He says, yes. Do you love me? He says, yes. Amen. Will you bless me? He says, yes. He never says no. Well, why? Because the Bible says, see, you got to believe this stuff. It has to be real to you. Every promise, all the promises of God are yes and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Did we do do, uh, verse 14? That the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, through faith. See, everything we get from God is through faith. And some things we just can't seem to believe for. But let me tell you, this is what God taught me. The same faith that I use and you use for salvation Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God. You died for my sins. I believe that you love me. And that when I die, I'll go to heaven because you've taken my place with my sins. That same faith is the faith that you use to get anything from God. Whether it's money, whether it's a reconciliation. That same faith is what you get. You need a car, you use the same faith that you use for salvation. Amen. You use that same faith. I know it doesn't seem like it, but that same faith, because we're still dealing with that same Jesus. Amen. Nothing's changed. God don't change. His promises never change. Everything in the kingdom is yes 
and amen. Sometimes things get twisted because we don't understand some things. And some things we do have to wait on. But, but because nothing is happening or we don't see change doesn't mean that God says no. He never says no. Everything in the kingdom is yes and amen. The kingdom is a good place to be. Amen. Hallelujah. I love the Lord. And I'm just so thankful that he first loved me. I didn't just, I wasn't looking for him. (laughs) I was looking for some relief. But he came and he thought enough of me to make me a child of his. Amen. So let's go back and let's revisit that day that Jesus said it is finished. Words can't adequately describe what our Savior went through. Before he uttered those words, it is finished. Although Jesus suffered during his life and his ministry, what he experienced on the cross was inhumane. Amen. Let's go to Hebrews 5. Hallelujah. Verse 8. Let's go to verse 7. It says, Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with vehement cries and tears to him who who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. So do you know that reverence to God will cause him to hear your prayers? If it worked for Jesus, it will work for you. Amen. Godly fear means to respect him. Respect who God is in your life. Amen. And when you know you disrespect and repent and ask him to forgive you, that's, that's reverence. And if you do that, amen, God will respect you. He'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll, he'll hear your cries. Verse 8, it says, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. We learn when we suffer. Amen. It's not all the time bad, you know. It says in verse 9, And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who would obey him. Hallelujah. So why don't we, uh, I have something that I wanted to read you. talking about it is finished it says while jesus prayed his disciples slept (laughs) isn't that just like us (laughs) three times he woke them from their slumber knowing the hour of his crucifixion was drawing near jesus prayed more earnestly as he prayed his sweat fell on the ground like great drops of blood finally jesus be jesus's betrayer always a betrayer in the bunch it says found him at the foot of the mount of olives and planted a kiss of death on his cheek y'all know who that was it was the kiss of death it was the judas kiss amen hallelujah it says armed with swords and clubs and sent from the the chiefs the chief priests and elders The angry mob that followed Judas arrested Jesus. And this is the day Jesus was arrested. It's in Matthew 26, 47, if you want to read it. It says, they led led him down a narrow winding road and through the eastern gate into the city of Jerusalem. 
um, during Jesus' time, this great gate was the main entrance into the temple. Jesus was first taken to the Sanhedrin, or the, the Supreme Court of the Jewish nation. False accusations were brought against him. He was spit upon, blindfolded, and, stuck, and struck with fist. People shouted, prophesy to us, who hit you? Isn't that just like the devil? Amen. You know, people are cruel like that when they see you in trouble. You know, if you're anointed or if you are uh, somebody that God has promoted, if something bad happens to you, they want to know, well, what's wrong with you? Amen. It never fails. Hallelujah. Prophesy to us who hit you. The devil did. <laughs> that ain't hard. From there, he was taken to the courts of Pilate's judgment hall. He stood innocent before his accusers, but the crowd pronounced him guilty. Crucify him. Crucify him, they shouted. Pilate argued his innocence, but could not sway the unruly crowd. Jesus was handed over to the soldiers to be flogged. He was stripped of his garments and tied to a whipping post. A Roman soldier with great big huge biceps and muscular chest reached out upon the wall and grabbed a cat of nine tails. That's a leather strap and it's split. You know, it's braided and then it's split so that it'll hurt when, it's, when you're whipped. It says uh, this Roman soldier whipped him on the back and put 39 stripes on the back of our Lord. And each one of those 39 stripes re re represents something for you and me. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. It says the whip tore into his flesh and horribly mutilated his body. The soldiers untied our Redeemer and dressed him in a purple robe. They twisted together a crown of thorns. Thorns that were about two inches long and very hard to break. And they slammed it on his head. Blood began to stream down Jesus' face and mixed with the spit. It says, our Lord uttered not a word. The soldiers mocked Jesus. Bowing before him, they sneered, hail the king of the Jews. And that's in Mark fifteen seventeen. if anybody wants to read it. It says, his body, bloody, broken, and bruised, Jesus was brought once again before the crowd. Behold the man, Pilate said to the mob, crucify him, crucify him, they cried out. Jesus was led out of, the, out of Jerusalem to Golgotha, which in Hebrew means the skull. He laid down his life and was stretched out on the on that cross with powerful hammer blows. The soldiers drove nails through his hands and feet. The same hands that administered healing to the people. The same feet that had carried the man who went about doing good and healed all who were oppressed of the devil. The soldiers hoisted up the cross and dropped it into a hole in the ground. And there he hung beaten and bloody our savior was so disfigured that you couldn't tell he was a man and that's in isaiah 52:14. it tells all about how he looked when they took him off that cross 
unrecognizable. It says the sky grew black as the Son of God hung on the cross, bleeding, dying. His body racked with pain. The soldiers beneath him gambled for his clothes. Others continued to mock him. He saved others. Let him save himself if he's the Christ, the chosen one of God. When all things had been accomplished, he committed his spirit unto the Father's hands and uttered his final words. It is finished. The earth shook like a leaf in the wind. And the, um, and the omnipotent hand of God reached down from his throne on high into the temple, unto the holy of holies, and ripped in half, hallelujah, from top to bottom, the curtain that hung there. That's in Matthew twenty-seven fifty-one. No longer was there a need for a mercy seat. No longer was there a need for a high priest to offer a sacrificial lamb. Do y'all understand what happened? Hallelujah. When that curtain was torn, it meant that the gate was open for us to go straight to God with our needs. Amen. No longer did we need someone to bear witness our sins. It had all, the ransom had been paid. And all we have to do is cry out to God and he hears us because of what Jesus did on Calvary. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Jesus, the Lamb of God, has shed his blood once and for all so mankind would be saved, healed, and delivered. Thank you, Jesus, because it is finished. What a mighty cross. Hallelujah. A mighty cross. <laughs> Hallelujah. A mighty cross. Listen to Keith Staten. I don't know anybody that can sing it better than him. Hallelujah. Picture yourself living back in that day when Jesus went to the cross. Hallelujah.
turn to Luke 23. We're almost done. You look beautiful. All these little princesses walking around. <laughs> See you in a minute. She said, uh-uh. I'm going with we'll be back later. You're so pretty. Look at her. Aww. <laughs> Don't get sidetracked. I ain't done yet. <laughs> 23 verse 44. Eliana say, it's Easter. Amen. And it talks about Jesus dying on that cross. It says, now it was the, about the sixth hour and there was darkness all over the earth until the ninth hour. And then the sun was darkened. And the veil of the temple was torn in two. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. Verse 47. So when the centurion saw what had happened, he glorified God, saying, certainly this was a righteous man. Yeah, after the fact. And the whole crowd who came together to that site, seeing what had been done, beat their breast and returned. That's a form of crying and, you know, regretting what had happened. Amen. Verse 49. But all his acquaintances and the women who followed him from Galilee stood at a distance and watching these things. Now behold, there was a man named Joseph, a council member, a good and just man. And he had not consented to their decision. Indeed, he was from, where is it, Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who himself was also waiting for the kingdom of God. He was waiting for the kingdom to come as preached by john the baptist john the baptist warned everybody that the kingdom of god is at hand and they were waiting for this amen hallelujah praise god but see jesus had to die before the kingdom became available to you and me amen and so in 52 says this man went to Pilate and asked for the body of jesus and then he took it down wrapped it in linen And laid it in a tomb that was hewn out of a rock where no one had ever lain before. That day was the preparation and the Sabbath drew near. And the women who had come with him from Galilee followed after. And they observed the tomb and how his body was laid. 
Then they returned and prepared spices and fragrant oils, and they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. Hallelujah. uh, Chapter 24 says, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Hallelujah. And when they went, amen, when they went in, they did not find the body of Jesus. You know why? Because Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. All right, why don't we listen to Ron No, Jesus is alive. Why don't everybody stand up on their feet and rejoice for what he did for us. Amen. Hallelujah. They couldn't kill him. They thought he could, but he went through the motions for you and me so that we could have freedom and liberty to live and not die, to rejoice. Amen. And to be blessed. Hallelujah. And to do all things. Just like he did all things. Hallelujah. What a great day. A great and terrible day. Hallelujah. Slipped away that afternoon. Satan gleamed with pleasure. That day at Calvary, for he thought he had won a mighty victory. Hallelujah! And like him, all of the demons of hell began to cheer. <laughs> Ooh, but little did they know. Hallelujah! Death couldn't hold him. Woo! Hallelujah. Early Sunday morning, just like Jesus said. Hallelujah. And he rolled the stone away. The kingdom has no ending. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. Death has lost. And the grave has been denied. Jesus lives forever. He's alive. He's alive. Alpha and Omega. Perfect is he. Curse of sin is broken. He has perfect Jesus lives forever. He's alive. He's alive. He's the Alpha and the finisher of our faith. The strong man's in the way. 
is a cornerstone today. Death has no more victory, and the grave has no more sting. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Wonderful counselor, almighty God is he. Jesus lives forever. He's alive.
wonderful Easter Sunday. You can come and get prayer if you want. We can just rejoice in God. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 